Welcome to Salty Moms Gone Sober. Whether you are a sober, curious, salty individual, can't seem to stay on the wagon, or have some successful sober time under your belt, our podcast creates a safe and comfortable space to let it all out. We can't guarantee anything but a good time and chill vibes. With a dash of humor, genuine language of the heart, and a salty truth throat punch here and there, Connect with us on this unpredictable wave of sobriety. And when we find ourselves choking on a mouthful of saltiness, let's stop waiting to exhale and just spit some truth. Without further ado, your hosts, Alyssa Gruskin and Brie Juarez. Hello there! Welcome to another episode of Salty Moms Gone Sober. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, guys, this is Alyssa here. Welcome to another episode. She's not just kidding. <laughs> Alyssa has just started to realize the effects energy drink. Watch out, world. Here she comes when she finishes that drink and she feels that boom, boom, boom. Bow, 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 bow. is fucking on! I am on, still like, wired from that Donkey energy. Kong! Yeah, yeah, that shit hits hard. And uh, this is Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We have the most awesome guests for you guys today. Our lovely guests are ourselves, me, <laughs> Alyssa, and Miss Brie Z. It's untapped unwired crazy um i think it's gonna be wired actually um okay i think we're gonna hear the most Alyssa's mouth <laughs> like you've ever heard in your entire than life. we ever hear in a podcast other than the episode Alyssa knows best i do want to tell a really cute story do we have a sec for me to tell a story yes let's hear it okay so the other night i took my well, I took both my boys, my seven-year-old and my three-year-old, to a meeting where there was babysitting. The the boys are used to going to meetings with me and stuff like that. There's not really like AA signs anywhere, you know, and because it's kind of like anonymous. At this particular church, it's down in the basement and there's a little sign with like a, an arrow. And so my seven-year-old is walking with me and my three-year-old and another friend. He's like... What's an ah ah meeting? And like, <laughs> we, me and my friend just like looked at each other and started busting out laughing because That's he was funny. so innocently like sounding out AA. What's an ah ah meeting? And I was like, you know what? That was a great job, dude. Ah ah meeting. And I was like, but it's an AA meeting. And he was like, oh, okay. But it was just so, the cutest, sweetest. That is thing. so cute. It is an ah meeting because we're all like, Ah, fuck. Every time we walk in the door. Am I right? Seriously. Uh, yeah, you are Because right. <laughs> then I'm like, it, it is a ah, ah meeting. Because then I'm like, fuck, I have to talk to people. Shit. Exactly. Why did, I, why did I come here? But when I leave, I'm like, that's why I came here. There's always something to be, to be heard. Something that Alyssa and I have been talking about recently <laughs> due to our, I, we have just really very interested in topic of accountability when it comes to our own recovery. It's kind of like a weird time of year, holidays, everything settled down with all of that. It's really easy to make up excuses for lacking off 
on however, whatever is working for you in your sobriety and your recovery, whether that's AANA, joining your church or smart goal. We have all of holidays and everything out of the way that we like can use as an excuse like, oh, well, all this is going on, you know, so I haven't been like working my program the way that I normally do and yada, yada, yada. And we're kind of a lot of people are into dry January kind of thing. We're hearing a lot of that from a lot of people. Uh, I guess I never paid attention to that before, but it's quite interesting. And I think that we didn't pay attention to that because we weren't doing our podcast. So and we weren't in the Instagram sobriety world. Yeah. And now we sober out loud with Instagram. So it, we see it all the time. But honestly, I had never even heard of it before. So yeah, there. so there's a, this is just like reflection on the end of the year and then setting goals going forward into the new year, how we've grown and how we want to keep growing and what has changed in our own like personalities and in our own lives, in our own values and because we keep we keep growing as people. Mm-hmm. And so things are always going to change. I mean, that's one thing that we can count on is um, things change and we die. So <laughs> that's um way to be morbid and, you know, ruin the mood. I mean, that's two things we can count on. Is <clears throat> this is change. this is true. And we're all gonna die someday. There's no doubt about that. What is accountability in sobriety and your recovery? What does it look like for you, Alyssa? Accountability is, I think there's different ways you can be accountable in your sobriety. For me, being accountable is, well, let me start off this way. I think I've realized a lot of things in my sobriety and how accountability has changed over the years and it's ever changing as I'm reaching, you know, next month, I'll be three years sober. And I'm realizing that, you know, I started with AA and my accountability in the beginning looked like, you know, meetings, 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 my sponsor, step work, being a, a sponsee. And that is what my accountability looked like in the beginning. And then in year two, which I'm finishing out, has looked a lot, you know, some meetings here and there, working my steps, sponsorship, starting to sponsor, but then outside things other than I have found over the past two years. And that's been huge. As I was saying earlier to Brie, I feel like when you are in the AA bubble, for instance, I felt like there was this confusion of they tell me in AA, I need to do my steps, I need to do service work, I need to talk to my sponsor, I need to do this. And if I don't do this, I'm not doing sobriety right. And what I'm starting to realize is just because I'm not working my AA program doesn't mean I'm not working a program. Because again, there's more to sobriety and working programs than just AA. So like recently, I have gotten into fitness and health, you know, take back my life, getting my confidence back, learning, again, accountability, learning dedication, all sorts of things like that. And the podcast has been a huge uh, part of service work for me. That's huge. 
But I also think for me, another part of service work for me is just in my everyday life. How am I going to help my children? How am I going to help my husband? How am I going to help my friends or my family or my employee? You know, stuff like that. It all comes to how can you be of service to other people, whether they're in AA or not. And I think for me, that was a huge lesson because in the beginning, I thought, well, service work is only in AA, you know, like it's not outside, you know, I have to do it at my meetings and I have to do this. But honestly, I was really wrong about that because you do service work on a daily basis. Everything you do, anytime you're dealing with another person, helping work, anything pretty much. And I think as long as you continue to get outside yourself, do service for other people, no matter what it is or where it is, you know, you're doing your part in your sobriety to get yourself out of yourself. I think that's all I have for the moment. That is such a beautiful point that you just made that service work looks different for everybody every day, all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean taking meetings into the jails or treatment centers, which I've done and I absolutely love. It doesn't necessarily mean making coffee or being a greeter at a meeting, which I've done both and absolutely hated. Um, (laughs) And, you know, the whole point of service work is getting out of yourself and doing Mm -hmm. for others, not doing for yourself. You could not have said it better than the way that you said it. And it does not necessarily have to be within those confines of what Alcoholics Anonymous defines Mm -hmm. as service work. And this is something that really affected me in my recovery when we started Salty Moms Gone for our podcast. We put so much time and effort and thought and heart. We put everything into our podcast. And this is our service. When we first started Salty Moms and my sponsor at the time, I didn't feel much. Actually, I didn't feel any support from her whatsoever. And she was she was a great sponsor. I'm not like knocking her or anything like that. I'm just saying that I mean, there was an obvious like nose turned up at the fact that so much of my time was put into our podcast that this initiative of sobering out loud and being part of the Instagram sobriety world just like communicating with people on social media about our sobriety and our recovery telling our own stories having other people tell their stories like allowing people to just listen and know that they're not alone and that that my service work you mm-hmm. know yeah. and i i love it and it it keeps me sober and it hopefully keeps other people sober or at least plants a seed and like what what more could you ask for in service work the fulfillment that that i personally get from it but because of helping other people i want to be one of those people that isn't afraid to tell my story and my journey uncensored with the hopes of settling upon the ears of someone that that needs 
to hear it at that time or could be someone who finds our podcast a year from now and listens to an episode and changes their life. Accountability with like service work definitely is something that I started to kind of look at a little bit differently myself, especially when we started our podcast, because this is my main service work. And there's a lot of accountability in this. So I do want to also touch on what accountability looked like for me in the beginning of my sobriety. Because hoping that there's people that are listening that are sober curious or maybe thinking about quitting or or going to a meeting just to see how it is and say they they like it or what have you. Um, for me, for my experience, I, I went straight from detox psych board thing to a meeting and never looked back basically when it came to my recovery. Now, the only reason why I can say that is because I did follow the steps Alcoholics Anonymous, which are laid out very simply. And if you do follow the steps, there's little chance of failure. Following the steps is not easy and that's why people relapse and why we're all we're all just one freaking thought sip whatever away resentment away from from relapse but if we follow the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous then we're addressing all of those things that I just named every single day. Therefore, kind of taking like relapse off the table. For me, it was very important to find a sponsor. When I was not in a sober house, I did not have to have meeting sheets signed. My accountability didn't look like that. Some people's looks like. Nobody expected me to go to or had to sign off on a certain amount of meetings a week. So it was really important that I found a sponsor, built an AA family, AA friend-ish kind of circle, I guess you could call it. They were my friends that we, we all would go to the same same meeting. That's how we became friends. It was kind of like those are the people that I would text or those are the people that I would call. Mm -hmm. And it's like if they didn't see me at a meeting I would get a text saying like, hey girl, like what's up? Just want to make sure everything's okay. You usually are at such and such meeting mm -hmm. and I didn't see you. I just want to check in and make, make sure things are cool. So that's kind of the accountability that is holding us to. And like mm -hmm. those are those are people that got your back. They're like, where Where's my girl? Why wasn't she at the meeting? And it's not always like an accusatory, why weren't you at the meeting? It's legit, dude, are you okay? And they go hard, some people. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, okay, so we've established you're okay. Now let's like ask a couple questions as to why you missed the meeting. And it's not to be like all abrasive and up in your shit. It is to find out a little bit what was more important than going to your meeting and putting that in perspective. That accountability right there, the moment that starts to drop away, we get lax on whatever it is that's working for us in our recovery. We think that this, 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 and that is more important than what we know we should be doing for ourselves, which mm -hmm. is different for everyone. Then that's when we are headed into the slippery slope. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why accountability in whatever capacity it looks like for your recovery is so important. Yeah, because again, you know, it does look 
different for everybody. Like if you're not an AA, I'm not really sure how that works in the beginning with accountability for yourself, but I'm sure a lot of people have those ways to stay accountable. And if anyone has those, please email us because I'm curious. I'm curious how you stayed sober in the beginning or you stay sober now holding yourself accountable without having AA behind you. That way, you know, we can kind of share that for other people who may not be in AA on how to stay accountable. Which journaling is definitely a way to stay accountable. Reaching out to people, like making a phone call each day. We don't have to be in the rooms to do this. To maybe someone else who is in recovery or someone who you know is lonely maybe could would enjoy a phone call from from you and it could completely make their day take you out of your own head that right there is worth a million freaking bucks that right there is staying sober that's so simple and you don't even have to be part of any program to do that. Like I love your suggestion, Alyssa, of anybody has anything that works really well for them. All of the things that I can think of that aren't in Alcoholics Anonymous are so easy to just stop doing and nobody's gonna know except yourself, which not gonna lead to anything good. We can guarantee that. So I am really interested to see like what actually works for people when it comes to accountability and making sure that they're being like rigorously honest with themselves with how you are like looking at sobriety and maintaining your sobriety and recovery and balancing life. And we've had guests say, and we've heard this multiple times, I didn't get sober to not live my life. That has hit home for me. There was a, there's part, there's points in my life every day, like, Frequently, recently, you know, in the past, recently, there will be in the future again. And so it's a constant need to remind myself that I am sober and I work a recovery program so I can be alive and show up, be the best person I can possibly be while being totally honest with myself, willing to admit my faults, willing to reflect daily on was I kind to others? Did I do anything to somebody that, you know, warrants perhaps like some kind of apology or some kind of conversation? Did, I don't know, did I follow the steps in my own mind, like, of what is important for my moral compass and for my fulfillment in my spirituality and the way that I believe that I should treat other people? You just made me think of morals. Didn't really know what those were until I got sober. I had no morals, like no problem just treating people like fucking trash. But it's crazy how sobriety makes you look at things and just your values and things you may have done in addiction that you would never do now in sobriety, like crazy things. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, just as simple as, I don't know, we've said this before, Alyssa, we're always fucking telling on ourselves. Like when I went, um, not last week and the weekend before, I was really upset, you know, family 
something happened in my family. And I pull up and one of the girls was there and I was like, I'm not okay. And she's like, well, that's good that you're announcing it. I'm like, but I'm not. (laughs) Come here and give me a hug, you know? And, you know, just little things like that, like admitting to yourself that you're not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. It's important to acknowledge those feelings and just accept them and kind of roll with them. Yeah, I mean, that that's a huge part of being honest with ourselves, which is a huge part of accountability. Because I mean, if we cannot admit when we are not okay, or we are refusing to admit it, or we are in denial, and don't want to talk about it, whatever situation it is, it just builds and it builds and it builds and it mutates. It's like a cancer. And yeah, some people do turn into the fucking Hulk because they have anger management problems and they're fucking scary as goddamn shit. That's how I was before sobriety. um, (laughs) That's how some people are in sobriety. You need to work on your emotional sobriety if you're acting like that because you know what? You could take away the alcohol and drugs, but you're still the same old asshole. And I hear that pound countless times and it is so true for the fact that I'll catch myself starting to be an asshole and doing things and saying things and I'm like well that's because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing you know and being honest with yourself hey man I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing this is why I'm being a fucking asshole and I need to get my shit together or get the fuck out yeah you know Yeah, but you've got to be able to be honest with yourself, right? So like you showing up to that meeting and being like, I'm not okay, (laughs) you know, that probably got so much support that you needed instead of you rolling up in that meeting and being like, yeah, hey guys, like da 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 da. Like I'm wonderful. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and then just leaving that meeting without like utilizing these resources of these other like beautiful people who have been in the exact same place may not have an answer or may not solve the problem but they are supportive as mm-hmm. fucking shit so much support that it's like a nice cozy blanket it, it kind of is a nice cozy blanket but it's real i don't know they don't take out the ugly of what happened it's kind of like wow, that really sucks. That really sucks that that happened. And we, like we could see how this is affecting you. And, and talking about feeling the feelings of this. And, really not, and not trying to fix it. Feeling the feelings of what this really shitty circumstance is and allowing yourself to feel them. Not feeling guilty for feeling them. And the only way you can do that is if you're willing to be honest with yourself and with others and hold yourself accountable for that honesty. Denial's a really shitty place to be. Now they say misery loves company and it's so true that when you're in that moment of just shit and all the sludge that you're trying to swim out of if you're dealing with something, 
But all you have to do is admit it and be honest and someone will reach out their hand and pull you up. But one thing I I learned that I really like about people that I've met in sobriety is if you're going through something, they don't try to fix it. They are like, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. I know it's hard. You know, they just kind of give you support and you know, like I've noticed certain people, I guess, who aren't, you know, in sobriety, sometimes they just want to fix it. And it's like, I don't want it to be fixed. I want just you to just be there. Just give me a hand, you know? Yeah. that's kind of cool to be able to have that. Yeah. I can think about like complaining about something and them trying to help me like work through it. And I'm like, dude, just fucking say that sucks and listen to me and like, let me move on, you know, like don't try to solve the problem because all you're doing, like I'm in, I'm obviously not in a good spot and I'm in a really shitty mood. So every solution that you come up with is going to be the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm going to spit on it. And I'm going to tell you to get the fuck away from me because you're an idiot. And there is no solution to this problem because of the mindset that I'm in instead Mm -hmm. of just listening to me, bitch, and let me get it all out. And than being like, dude, that sucks. And then I tell you life is hard. Get a fucking helmet. Yeah, right. And maybe some knee pads, depending how old you are. And (laughs) I definitely have wrist guards. Um, um, We all know she has a mouth guard too. We do. Fucking ass. But speaking of in that mindset and you that headspace, if I'm in that mood and someone's trying to give me advice, it's (laughs) like, I will fucking bite your head off. You are wrong, wrong, wrong. Just shut the fuck up because everything you say is not true and I don't give a fuck about anything saying so just shut the fuck up because none of it matters (laughs) all of your solutions have no validity they have nothing no leg to stand on yeah where is this coming where is this even coming from like where did did you fucking google this shit like what (laughs) you know like don't try to come at me with solutions when I'm in that headspace let me just let it out and feel it And that's allowing me to be honest. And I think that that is something that is ingrained into our minds in Alcoholics Anonymous. So we do have that kind of support within the fellowship, which you do not necessarily find everywhere else. That is true. And speaking of accountability, being accountable for your emotions and how you feel or the things you say and but serious, just accountability for how you feel because your feelings are valid. And I know when we weren't in sobriety, we would run from our feelings because we didn't want to feel. So learning to sit with your feelings and just be one with them. And that all starts with accepting and being accountable to yourself with how you feel. In the (laughs) end, we technically could just fucking be like dishonest about everything. So in doing that, I mean... And it happens all the time. I mean, who like who's to say that we aren't going to meetings and then each night like going home and taking three shots or something like that? Nobody knows what we're actually doing. And like that's not really the point either it that like lying to ourselves like that and living a double life like that like that's why doing that is you're not going to get very far 
in Mm -hmm. any kind of recovery, especially not Alcoholics Anonymous, where honesty, rigorous honesty is such an important foundation to the program. So going home and and doing that thing, you know, that that act, you're not going to get away with that for very long in your own mind and Mm -hmm. being emotionally sober also, Mm -hmm. just going to mess with your head so bad. And either you're going to disappear from the rooms or you're going to put your fucking recovery pants on, all right, the ones that you didn't piss in last night, and get real and let's get honest. The only way to be able to truly be held accountable is by being honest with yourself. Yeah, although that sucks sometimes. I mean, I didn't say it was fun. <laughs> no one ever said recovery was fun. Well, I then mean, again, no one ever said life was fun all the time. So, I mean, life can be fun in recovery, and recovery can be fun. We just have to work hard to, to make it fun. I mean, to <laughs> get out of it what we're putting into it. Yeah, it's just, it's really as simple as that. You know, you're you're gonna earn how much work you put into something, and that's, that's not just things. In that, yeah, and it's not just how like how it looks on paper either, because that's all like fucking bullshit. What's real is what's happening in our head, what we're really thinking. Like, in order to be able to say those things that we think are terrible garbage human being kind of things and really start accountable for the way we think and maybe we're not acting on it but the way we think can be so toxic it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if we're acting on it or not if we don't change our thinking Mm -hmm. and we aren't honest with ourselves with how toxic we are we're gonna on hamster wheel you know so accountability looks different for me now like when I was new to the to AA it was having my sponsor and the fellowship my dedicated meetings which is all very important now also but that's kind of like second nature point with me saying that is we're not learning how to be accountable in Alcoholics Anonymous anymore Mm -hmm. we know what that looks like like yeah so that's something that we kind of do out of out of habit important they know that like gotta take that first step and you've got to just one day at a time just keep taking those steps and being honest and finding that sponsor because you can say the most garbage human being things to them and they're not going to blink twice because they did it themselves times Mm -hmm. like a thousand yeah, they're gonna be able to walk you through that and let you know like, hey, you're allowed to feel this. Let's talk about it. So this doesn't grow and manifest into something that's so toxic, that your thoughts, even though you're not acting on them are delusional that you can't, you know, possibly be honest with yourself being open to truly living recovery. Yeah. So that's another thing. So that might be something that some of the guests talk about accountability and like how they hold themselves accountable without being in AA, but still working some kind of program whatever they may be doing but the but my point with that is that when you are in a program like AA if you're not following those prompts those reminders those things there's people 
that see that and can identify that in a second and say, hey, what's up? Let's talk. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find that anywhere else. Simple as that. Yeah. So I do challenge our guests, please let us know ways that are not in the rooms that you truly are held accountable for things that you're supposed to be doing. And for being honest, not just a reminder that you're supposed to do something, but actual accountability. Mm -hmm. So let's not get confused here. Anyway, Brie and the podcast world and all the sober people and non-sober people and sober curious people, just everybody. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Breezy and Alyssa special on accountability and all the nonsense and bullshit in between. Let me entertain you. Let me Thank you, smile. <laughs> I don't know why I love seeing that. Um, yes. So thank you so much for everybody for tuning in evening and listening to Breezy and Alyssa's take on accountability in recovery. We just hope that there is something that people can take away from it and continue to sober out loud to those suffering in silence. Can I get some help? Even if you're sober, life sucks, then you die. Life sucks, then you die. Life die, sucks, then you die. Die! 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 die. die. Thank you so much to all our listeners. If you liked what you heard, tune in next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another episode of Salty Moms Gone Sober. Be there or be square. And in the meantime, stay salty, stay sober, stay sane. Peace.